that how we're starting? Yes. <laughs> it's 1996. You've had a Game Boy for a year or two. You begged your parents for the game your friends have been raving about. You come home from school and find the unmistakable gray-blue box with a crazy turtle on it. Undeniably excited, you almost forget to thank her as you rip open the box, marvel at the cartridge's deep blue, and shove it in your system with such force that you think you may shove it into the batteries below. The Nintendo logo pops up, then the music. Two creatures appear, apparently battling each other, One followed by one creature next to a person, who both stand below a word and a font that will be forever ingrained in your brain. Pokemon! Pokemon. It was... I remember playing Pokemon a lot as a kid. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. It's not how it was for me. <laughs> I was born in 96, so... <laughs> this, was, this was a, you know, a vague summation of a lot of our feeling. I actually got Pokemon in, uh, I think it would have been 99, because I was 6. Uh, I got I got my copy of blue version in 99. Yeah. I think I got my first one... I was in probably third grade, so it was probably, what, seven or eight years old? Yeah. So it would have been 90, 98 or 99. Yeah. And I, my first one was actually Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. So I got, I bought a, an original gray brick Game Boy off That's the playground had, for yeah. 20 bucks. And then my friend gifted me a copy of Pokemon Yellow. We shared that Game Boy for a lot of uh, a lot of that time until we got Game Boy Advanced SPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah we jumped straight from that to Game Boy Advanced SP. Yeah. That well, is no, such suppose, a jump. I suppose we also, or I at least, had a Game Boy Color. It was a like turquoise teal Game Boy Color that had a headphone jack in the top. Uh, uh, classic. Uh, we should say, Ian. Oh yes, hello, <laughs> guest Ian. Yeah, you're here. I'm Keenan, and that's Derek over there. You we can't see him. We don't normally <laughs> do that for bonus episodes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like we had a guest on this one, yeah. so we probably should. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Signifying who is who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pocket Monsters, as they were first known, were created by Satoshi Tajiri, uh, released in Japan as Pocket Monsters Red and Green, coming to the States as Red and Blue. Kids and parents alike wouldn't have guessed at the time that Pokemon would eventually become one of the largest, most successful multimedia franchises of all time. Yeah. Because of the way things released in America, I actually remember playing the card game well before actually having the the, the game on Game Boy. That's nuts. Uh, I mean, same here. Because we got into Pokemon, and then, like, right after the Yu-Gi-Oh! boom started happening. Yeah. And we were, like, one of the first kids in Kamii to have Yu-Gi-Oh! decks, and we were playing that. Hell yeah. Which is kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is rad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy nowadays. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't no paid attention anymore. since, like, GX, I think, was when I lost track. Dude, I, I tried to keep up with Pokemon, or not, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! That shit is off the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's straight anime craziness. Like three paragraphs to describe what your card does. Fucking stupid shit. That's nuts. And unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon sits at the third best-selling video game franchise of all time, behind only Mario and Tetris. Fucking Tetris. Tetris, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tetris is still up there, man. Uh, The guy who made it got, like, nothing. 
mean, that's the sad part, but Tetris is a fantastic game. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, Time the, shows. <laughs> the Pokemon cartoon is the most successful video game adaption of all time, with over 20 seasons and 1,000 episodes. Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. it up to, like, 1,200 now? It's a huge number. And I saw some picture of, like, Ash holding a cup or something. Oh, yeah. He, uh, Ash has Big just become world champion. Yeah, yeah. he finally yeah. did it, and now <laughs> it's reported that Ash is no longer being going to be in the next season. After twenty five years, they're handing off the main character title to someone else. Whatever happened to those old Pokemon comics? Uh, I think the manga's still going. Okay, because I was gonna say like Trainer Red, and that shit was like fucking brutal, like. Charmeleon oh, they, literally they've... using cut and then slashing the other Pokemon completely in half and yeah, shit. Yeah, they've definitely um, lightened up on a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's unfortunate. The The trading card game is the best-selling card game of all time, with over 43 billion cards sold. That makes sense, too. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's always going to be mm-hmm. the way cards... Magic is just trying to keep up in the background. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Like, it was an international thing already, and then it spread to a, like, hub that could disseminate that idea of the card game. So it makes sense that it would spread farther than something like Magic. Even though Magic's been around quite a bit longer. Yeah, because Magic was it's already... not as accessible. It was already locally based within the continental U.S., essentially, and then that already had an international base and then spread across the world. Mm-hmm. Marketability, catch them all. Yeah. Yep, it's all there. Uh, it'd be near impossible to believe any of that back in 1996, looking at the clandestine generic sprites that represented your cute little battle animals. <laughs> Vicious little adorable <laughs> fluffy things they are. All this started back in little old Pallet Town in the Kanto region. Controlling your character from a top-down isometric perspective, you wander out into the tall grass where you are warned about the danger of Pokemon. And then you do that again. <laughs> Ten times. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there, we're getting there. <laughs> We're still in 96. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oak meets the player in his Poke Lab, where you are offered the option of three starter Pokemon. One Grass-type, Bulbasaur, Fire-type, Charmander, or Water-type, Squirtle. These, this basic setup is the setup for all of the games. It, Unless you got Yellow or a couple other specific versions. Yeah, yeah I mean Yellow. You get Pikachu and <coughs> Pikachu then you get all of them. follows you everywhere. Yeah. And you can talk to Pikachu, and it can fucking hate you or love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can make your Pikachu a little asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you pick the best one, Bulbasaur, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Your, I mean... your rival will pick the type that is strong against you. Stat-wise, yes, Bulbasaur is the best, okay? <laughs> Just objectively. Yes. Well, I mean, I like... Sun- and subjectively. I like sunglasses Squirtle. Squirtle gang. <laughs> Squirtle gang. <laughs> uh, the arrival challenges you to your very first battle. Thus, your journey has begun. Traveling through the Kanto region, your goal is to collect eight gym badges from different towns before battling your way through the Elite Four and beating the champion. Along the way, you stop the nefarious Team Rocket and their dastardly plans to steal powerful and rare Pokemon. And it w- wouldn't be the franchise we know and love without that wonderful catchphrase, gotta catch them all, which tells you the secondary goal for every game in the series, catch every Pokemon. Uh, this was relatively 
It's fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot easier back in the day when this this first game still had uh, just 151 Pokemon. Well, also though, like, let me go to a fucking Nintendo truck or like a Nintendo facility in New York. That way, I can plug my machine in and get a Mew that way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's so easy for the general population to do. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those weird special events, and I don't get into a lot of that in this. This is kind of just a summary of the games, but yeah, to really get them all in a lot of the games, you do have to have, like, special event code passes or um, go physically to yeah, a location a and get something. Yeah. Like, it's... It's it's a big pain in the ass if you actually want to go about it in a legitimate way. There are ways to hack various different versions of various different games, but mm -hmm. to get them all legitimately and yeah. Well, yeah, it's like. And going, there was always the like rumors. The, yeah, it's like going to that truck next to the SSN. Yeah, <laughs> using strength, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in Gen no, two. Uh, it was getting surf early. That way you could surf next to the SSN before you hopped on the boat or whatever. Yeah. The truck there. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you're supposed to use strength on the truck. That was the rumor I heard. Yeah. Oh, I never heard that. No, yeah, that. you needed cut, surf, you and strength get, you need to get before, cut yeah. before you could do anything. So you could skip going to the SSN and go directly into the gym battle and carry on the story. And the SSN never leaves, so then you can surf over there and you strength on the truck. Yeah. And Mew's hiding under there. Yeah, obviously. He's under the truck. <laughs> or in Gen 2, when you had to catch all the shiny Pokemon, and if you did oh, that, supposedly Selby, Selby would show forest? up in the forest oh. shrine. <laughs> <laughs> did you say Gen 2? <laughs> That's the Johto region. With the successful base of the first game, Silver and Gold added a hundred new Pokemon and a whole new world to explore. A new rival, new mechanics, like berries and the radio. The radio is my favorite part. Uh, the radio is by far the best. Yeah. <laughs> the best post-game content we've ever seen. In any because game you could go ever. Back to the Panto, yeah. Yeah. And do yeah. the entire thing over again with all the Pokemon you loved from the first gen. And you could actually beat the shit out of Red in the end, who has like the Pikachu and the Snorlax and the Machoke or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Or is it a Machamp? It's probably a Machamp. It's Red. Uh, Red is the protagonist of Red and Blue, the first games. Um, just, uh... And red and green. Well, I mean, right. technically, it's only the protagonist of red. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but the, the, cano the canonically. The true yeah, true protag pr protagonist. Words. <laughs> true gagonist. <laughs> He's the gagonist guy around. <laughs> That's what they used to say about me. <laughs> All right. Uh,. Beyond that, uh, yeah, as you guys mentioned, you get to go back after you've beaten the Elite Four in the Johto region, you get the opportunity to take the railroad back to the Kanto region. Mm -hmm. Wait, it, it's a railroad? It was a railroad back It's a then. railroad. I do not recall that at all. Yeah, it's a railroad. Yeah. I still have my copy of Gold that I occasionally try and speedrun every now and then. <laughs> I do not remember it being a railroad. He has to speedrun it because the internal clock has and died. You can't, you can't save or do anything like that. Same with my... The, well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the Johto region added a bunch of new Pokemon, including my very favorite, and I would be remiss to not mention that Heracross was put in this generation. Yes. Very best Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking Hercules beetle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Um... But, uh, 
They also added the extra like story mechanic to the legendaries, which wasn't really a part of the first game. There was like people maybe talked about like the legendary birds, or you could see Articuno from the tower, but like there was no like story element to the legendary birds. They were just mm-hmm. there for you to catch. Uh, whereas this yeah. had the legendary dogs. Yeah, you could see Suicune in the uh, temple or whatever. Yeah, and you actually had to chase them around. Yeah, you could. Like... Suicune, maybe that was just in Crystal or whatever, but uh, I thought Suicune had like a locked position on the map, and then the other ones, Entei and uh, Raikou, mm-hmm. you yeah. had to actually like traverse <laughs> a specific area, or it was just like multiple areas that you could find them in. Yeah, that was kind of the thing. But the, yeah, the, the the point is they had a story element yeah. to that. And it was uh, like, and you actually had to work and like find them and make it a, a thing. Wasn't like, there also a thing in that one for catching the entire alphabet of unknown? Uh, there wasn't actually no, a thing for it. You could do it. That was another rumor. Yeah. They all counted as unknown, but you could catch all the different variations that you wanted. And it made the alphabet ring around your... Like, that's how you knew how many of them you had or what letters you had. Because it would just say unknown in your Pokedex, but in the little border around the the wording, it would actually fill in with the unknown alphabet. Well, if that's a thing, that is another thing I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also introduced breeding in... Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, and two. Generation yes. 2, which is a huge thing for Pokemon, being yeah. able to breed them and get eggs and make, you know, new generations. And, like, the stats actually mattered of the Pokemon you bred together with them. Like, to an extent, at least. Did, did yeah. they still have the, like, uh, what's it called, the EV rating or whatever back then? Those were, they were there, the EV and IV ratings were but there, they but were they were hidden, hidden stats. Yeah, they were okay. hidden stats yeah. back then. Which is also really strange. We're probably not going to get into EV and IV well, no, no. ratings that's and things like that abstract. in this. Yeah, that's that's uh, detailed stuff, and we're very much surface level this episode. <laughs> we're going through eight generations of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we're going to move on to the third gen, which you guys both know still is Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed so. Uh, and my, Emerald. He played Emerald. Potentially my Emerald. most played uh, yeah, generation. Yeah, it was the first on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, the gameplay and story is much the same as the others. Start in a, a small town, get a starter, face rival, defeat gyms, defeat the evil team, catch them all, be champion. Hey, thank you very much. His name was Professor Birch that gives you a Pokemon this time. <laughs> <laughs> totally different guy. Professor Tree, thank you. <laughs> More Pokemon were added, as well as double battles, allowing trainers to send two Pokemon out at once. Those were annoying. Yeah, they, honestly, they were, but it was a it was a step technologically that was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had multiple ways to uh, gauge what was going on in a single fight. Yeah. yeah, isn't that also the generation that introduced the like arena battles, where you, like the stadium, uh, no, the they showcase, had, or whatever? They had the like because uh, they had all sorts of different ratings, like beauty and coolness, and they had the like pageant side of things. Yeah, also well. added. Poke Contest, which yes, showed diversity that. in trainers and what you could do with your little elemental friends. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry, I played, like, 
at least over a thousand hours of ruby, like at least five hundred hours of sapphire, and God knows how much of emerald. <laughs> yeah. I played a fuck ton of Gen three, only followed by Gen two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gen three is um, still one of my favorites to this day. I love the aesthetic. I love the the little floaty island place. Like, fucking, the, the whole thing is just pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in that Game Boy way, it's just real pretty. Do you mean the one floating on the ocean? <coughs> yeah. Pseudopolis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No, that's 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 the big rock place where the Kyogre is. The one where you have to dive down to get inside, or the other one that's up north of it? It's the, the bottom. It's at the bottom of the map. It's it's like a little floating city. Oh, all and the... they have all the pathways, and that's also how you get to the tower to fight Rayquaza mm-hmm. and Emerald. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The little floating city. It's real cool. It's mm-hmm. like Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> Paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was also the time. Uh, the third generation was also the time that remakes started happening. And we got Fire Red and Leaf Green around this time. And that's what I played most was Fire Red. I put... Well, technically, you had Leaf Green. No, I didn't. We well, both no, got Fire Red. We both got Fire Red, and then you got Leaf Green. I so never got Leaf Green. No, you did, because we were also trading, because that was the only way to get shit like Bellsprout or something. I don't remember having that at all. <coughs> I, I had Leaf Green. I Green's my favorite that. color. But I know that I sunk I countless, countless hours. I have no idea how many, but it was... <laughs> Because I was the so one that was time. also always trading you, like, Blazikins and shit for Emerald, <laughs> and that's where you took my fucking Steelix and never gave it back. We Steelix trade- is the shit. He's <laughs> one of the best fucking we, we, cool. <laughs> we traded a Scyther and a fucking Onyx, and they both had metal coats, yep. and then you just never, you are like, we'll give them back after we trade, that way we have everything on our Pokedex. And then you never gave me back my fucking Steelix. <laughs> He fought valiantly. I, that was my Steelix. I <laughs> so so. <laughs> uh, but the remakes were just that. They were remakes. They looked prettier and they were refined features. Yep. Yeah. There was also, when you got to the end, there was like a, the Sevi Islands, which was a set of seven different islands, which had its own little storyline that you could do oh, yeah. down there. It was like a little <laughs> bit of post-game content, which was fun. It was interesting. Also had specific event tickets, though. It definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Pokemon that you could only get through specific event tickets. Yeah. Uh, and there was a big mystery at the end of the Sevi Islands that you solved, and you basically solved it to for it to be like, if you get a special event ticket, bring it here. Yeah. And you're just like, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I remember the... I don't know what actually happened. People were always saying that's how you got Deoxys or some shit. Mm-hmm. The, or, and Mew. There was like... Yeah, there was f- lots of rumors or abound. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so after after the remakes, the next generation to come out, the first one on the DS, and I didn't get a DS, so I didn't play this one until the remakes came out of Diamond and Pearl. I, from here on out, I have no knowledge of Pokemon <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Diamond and Pearl, like I said, uh, were the first to take place on the DS, and uh, they take place in the Sinnoh region. Um, it's the... Same formula as before. Um, 
gems, starters. Yeah. Go through Elite Four. Uh, but this time there's God. Okay. okay. Actual Pokemon God. Is this where, like, uh, Arceus or whatever was yes. introduced? Okay. Yes. Um, so this is the this is the first remakes that came out on the Switch. The first proper remakes. They did Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, which were red and blue, but they were also, um, like, Pokemon Go based. Oh, weird. Yeah. Was it Pokemon Go based, or was it like the, uh, like the first of the weird remakes of the, like the Safari games, where you had to go out and you could circle the Pokemon with your little touchpad no, stick no, and no, capture them? No, no, it was it was definitely Go based. It was remakes of Red and Blue, but effectively based on Pokemon Go for like the friendliness aspect. All right. I I didn't actually play those, but that's why. Um, <laughs> The yeah, so the Sinnoh Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Shining Pearl were the first uh, proper full remakes to come out on the Switch. Uh, the chibi style was not respected among a lot of people. <laughs> I thought it was really cute and it looked fun and it looked like an old Game Boy game put mm-hmm. on the Switch. It looked it looked good. It looked like a port. It was fun, um, but yeah, uh, the headlining legendaries of this one are the controllers of time and space and then Arceus or Arceus I'm really not sure I don't know either um, is like actual Pokemon God and you meet God and you can capture God (laughs) save your Master Ball for that yeah (laughs) I don't care Rhydon is still the very first Pokemon yeah yeah. also Bulbasaur or Mew Right on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I mean, there's not a whole lot that got added for this generation. There was. A, they took advantage of the DS technology, so there was uh, a lot you could do with your Poketch, which was a uh, effectively a, like a Pokemon smartwatch okay. that acted as your Pokedex for that game. You can like draw on it, tap on it, like talk into it for just basic stuff. Real. Simple little stuff, but it took advantage of all it could with the DS. That's cool. Yeah. Love to see them making use of every feature of a console. Yeah. Right. Nintendo's the only one that can. <laughs> they uh, at least try to. <laughs> they certainly give it their all. Um, black and White, uh, Generation 5, were the first to base their region, Unova, outside of J- Japan. So it was the based on New York City and uh, oh Pokemon capitalism. Yeah, you want to hear your Pokemon? I need fucking five hundred bucks, please. <laughs> what are you talking about? You had like Porygon and shit in the very first one. <laughs> you had to go gamble and then buy that fucker. It's, it's true. It's the only way to it's, get him. That's fair. That's that <laughs> fair. Uh, You're right. You're right. This is the first, um, actually, the only generation that I haven't played and. It's also a much more story-based generation, because uh, it got it's the only one in this whole Pokemon world to get a proper sequel. Yeah. There's Black and White, and there's Black and White 2. Interesting. Or Black 2 and White 2, if you want to be pedantic. <laughs> um, but it also added uh, 156 new Pokemon, which was the biggest... Uh, increase in Pokemon seen to date. 
Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of Pokemanes. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can tell, this is the first game to give you, like, a friendly rival. So you guys would be aware of all your rivals from the from the start. Yes, I see uh, you're confused. Look, you didn't let me explain. What's a friendly rival? <laughs> okay, so um, in Generations 1 through 4 had a rival, and they were actually, like... Like, a rival. They were somebody yeah. that you wanted to battle and beat and be like, ha-ha, I beat you because you've been rude to me about half the time. I guess, like, technically Gen 3's rival was, like, say, yeah. a kid that you were trying to help. It was Birch's kid. But he was, like, kind of a weird kid or whatever. Yeah, he was, he was still trying to be stronger than you. Like, I don't know. It was still some level of, like, competition involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Whereas this one is definitely, like, they're just your friends, and you're competing, like, alongside each other to get to the top. There's not real, like, like it's it's rivalry in the way that, like, I don't know, you or I might try and write a better song. Like, oh, like you're on the same football team. Yeah, yeah. You're still trying to be the best, though. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still a level of rivalry, but it seems to be the first one that's like full on like these are your friends. <laughs> um But that's that's a recurring trend from I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer a smell you later rival personally. Yeah. But... <laughs> Gen two, I'm breaking into the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just straight up just stealing. a full on criminal. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. Yeah. That's that's a good rival right there. <laughs> um, Doesn't even try to deny that he just fucking powerhouses his Pokemon to make him do what he wants. Yeah. Just, like, basically enslaving them. It's epic. You're fighting Pokemon <laughs> Hitler. That that's game. somebody you <laughs> want to fight. It yeah. makes you want to beat them. It's yeah. real, like, if you're gonna give me a bad guy, give me a fucking bad guy. Yeah. And he's, like, it's funny because it's throughout that game, to go back to Gen 2 for a second, like, you go throughout that game... And there's multiple times where you show up to, like, a rocket headquarters that he's already kicked the shit out yeah. of, and you can just walk through it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's right. Like, it's a, he's just going for his own self. He doesn't care about the evil plans of other people. He's yeah. Like, I'm just getting more powerful. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Black and White are the only ones with sequel. They seem to be the most lore-heavy, and I've not played them. I know you guys I, also. I have would not. like yeah. to play them for the lore. Yeah, I would like um, to play any of them just for the sake of playing them. Uh, yeah. An American-based like region. Pokemon. Yeah, that sounds really interesting to me. Honestly, uh, I'm really hoping that the next remakes on the Switch because they did Gen Four last. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, like I said, I haven't played them, and I would love, love to play those ones. I would love to play a region in New York. That's rad. Yeah. Um. Uh, the six generation pokemon x and y take place in the kalos region which is based on france okay and i have played these ones. Uh -huh. i almost just did <laughs> <laughs> i stopped myself from doing it <laughs> i know we're french but still this is the first champagne baguette <laughs> this is the first title to be presented with 3d graphics um and the first to let you customize your character, with gender, hair, and skin tone being selected at the beginning, and new clothes being available at shops throughout. So, it's a pretty basic character customization. Yeah, it is, but it was, like, 
the first one Pokemon's done. Yeah. So. The, the, uh, People are I, like, whoa! I have a Pokemon Y. Yeah, Y on uh, my DS. Mm-hmm. I've got it upstairs. Like, it's... Do you look at it and say, Pokemon, why do I have this game? (laughs) No, I say, why don't I play my DS more? Because this is a really fun game. Uh, And it's honestly really well presented. The 3D looks great on the DS. um, And, like, just the, like, it's not straight top-down anymore. It's a little bit more from the side, but it's also not, like, third person right behind you. It's not over-the-top like just angular view of everything. Yeah. And it it looks great like the the I can't remember the main city name, but uh, it's clearly based on Paris. It's got like an Eiffel Tower structure in the center and uh just everything. It's really big. It's a really big city. Like it's cool to go around. It, it look, it's just impressive to see it compared to the uh, older games. Uh, quick question: Did they actually stop doing a third variant of the game around Gen three or something? Uh, no, they they. I mean, they did Emerald and they did. Uh, oh, that's Gen three. Yeah, uh, and they did. Uh, oh, they did one for Diamond and Pearl, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but Black and White, I think, were the first to not have a like. Platinum. Platinum was Diamond and Pearl. There you okay, go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Black and White was the first one to not have. Uh, proper third offshoot like that black white and gray yeah <laughs> brown Pokemon <laughs> brown shit brown <laughs> uh, shit all over your opponents it's also introduced uh, mega evolutions uh, and horde battles now, yeah, you guys I, would not know a horde battle. Horde battles suck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, know that. I've heard of mega evolutions, though. Because no, no one wants to talk about horde battles because they suck. <laughs> it's just, like, uh, a group of Pokemon. All at once? Yeah. And it's just, you just have to fight a Wait, bunch so of them. so is it just, like, a team of four or something? Or is it, like, a full team of six v six? No, no, it's just, like, a group of Pokemon, like... Two to four or five of just like Pokemon attacking your well, one Pokemon, yes. or can you summon oh, more? Attacking your one, attacking your one. Oh, okay. I thought it was like multiple no. people came together and just had a group of Pokemon. No, no, these are wild, duking it out. Okay, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just annoying. It's just an annoying mechanic. Yeah, that's fucked. It's like the worst Safari Zone ever. <laughs> uh, Angry Zone. <laughs> But yeah, uh, apart from the the customizing your character, which f- was really cool for a Pokemon game, and uh, the 3D graphics, it was effectively the same formula. That was a big change. Mm-hmm. So I think they were like, ah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next big changes came in Sun and Moon, the seventh generation. And they derived their setting from Hawaii, and it's known as the Alola region. So okay. here's where we start getting those variants or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is where we start getting regional variants, and uh, it's a deviation from the classic formula. And the Alola region has challenges as opposed to gyms. Four distinctive objective-based quests on the four islands of Alola. Um, and they have just, like... It is. It's, it's, it's that. I don't know how to explain it any better, actually. <laughs> I was going to try and clarify that, but... 
That's about it. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, yeah. Is, there's not an Elite Four to fight at the end? There is an Elite Four to fight. You are one of the first people to go through it. It's like they're just setting up the Elite Four there. <laughs> We're here. We're, oh, we got beat. <laughs> Damn it. Like the Elite Four ever actually cared about getting beat. There's tons of people that are obviously better than them. <laughs> uh, this generation also forewent HM moves in favor of ride Pokemon. Um, ride Pokemon are Pokemon that you acquire throughout the game and you can just call on them when you need to do things like surf or... Uh, uh, you were so telling me that they, uh, they eliminated HMs. Yeah, yeah, so they're like regional mounts, effectively? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so they, they work for, like, yeah, whatever you would use an HM for, you just take a ride Pokemon, you can fly, you can surf, you can do cut, whatever. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty neat, honestly. It's nice because you don't have to have that HM slave Pokemon on there, and uh, uh, you get a different outfit every time you're on a ride Pokemon, which is kind of fun. I I never really had an issue with my Pokemon that knew HMs. Yeah, no, I I actually kind yeah, of appreciated never, that mechanic. I never made a true slave that just knew everything that I needed. Uh, that's all I ever did. I always found the HM super <laughs> annoying. Oh, well, I just was just like, okay, you have one move that is both practical in the environment, and I can still kick everyone's ass with that attack. Yeah. I think that except was the like, intended purpose. Except for, like, cut. Cut was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. not very Well, useful. it was an early game thing. Yeah. I had, yeah. Like, Flash. I, I would make someone specifically for Flash that I never really used in battle. So I'm entirely offensive in I, my Pokemon. I pretty much didn't use Flash. I just mapped out the dungeons in the dark. <laughs> I was just like, I can run here, I hit a wall, I run here. I used Flash like two times in the original games, and that was it. Fun fact, um, I was a child when I first played the games, and did not take the time to read everything most of the time. So, <laughs> so I just went right on through those black caves, having no idea what I was supposed to do. Just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to get through this. And I just assumed <laughs> that was part of the game, was that you just yeah. had to get through this very dark space fighting a lot of Zubats. And all of a sudden you just hit an area, and all of a sudden the screen flashes and you're back in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then uh, that, that must have been good. I'll keep going, I guess. I went somewhere. <laughs> Eventually, you find your way to the other side somehow. I have literally no idea how, but <laughs> All I, made of a sudden it. You're I, I was not mapping anything. I was just stumbling my way through until I got to the other side. Well, I, I just found Flash to be completely worthless, so after yeah, the first is. couple of times of using it, I was just like, I'll just figure out the caves. <laughs> now, as soon as I realized Flash was a thing, I went, oh, fuck, I wasted so much time. It's funny, too, because at certain points you're wandering through caves and then random people are running up and fighting <laughs> yeah, you, and you're yeah. like, where were you at? <laughs> hey, I see you have some Pokemon. I didn't see you anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like we said, uh, regional variants were introduced in this one, as well as uh, Z-moves, which is just another gimmick mechanic. It's You got little Z-band, you got little Z-crystals, and you use them for specific type moves. So you've got, like, an... I think they call it, like, Normalium Z. <laughs> for normal moves. Electrium Z. Like, okay. Where's, where's Hyperion Z? <laughs> I want something better than the rest. Um, so, it's things like, like Mega Evolution. Is that, like, a 
permanent evolution that happens on your... No. I've never understood these no, things. No, so Mega Evolution is basically like Digimon Evolution. Yeah, I think okay. it's a transitional, like, battle phase thing. It's like uh, going Super Saiyan. Yeah, and uh, it actually, like, it looks like they get really big, but it's revealed in, like, Pokedex entries or whatever, um, like, little... Their actual size and stuff. Well, yeah, well, they're just projected that big. They're effectively big old holograms. Of, like, pokey energy. Okay. I... Okay, then, why... If that is a thing, why did they come out and say, oh, no, Pokemon can just shrink, rather than the Pokeballs are deconstructing them and I, then reproducing I, them? I, no, they can just shrink. That's just how they go. But if they already have the hologram thing in place, <laughs> then what the fuck is going on with that lore? I, I have no idea. The Pokemon lore is quite twisted i haven't gone into a lot of it here but, uh, i mean that's fair that just threw me off for a minute we're gonna have to do a deep dive into the the dark lore of pokemon we'll we'll do a lore specific episode drinking all my red all right so <laughs> while we're not gonna be discussing the lore too much today i will say that uh generation 7's post game uh did take you to an extra dimensional space to Battle Ultra Beasts, which are Pokemon, not Pokemon. Is this still X and Y you're talking about, or? Uh, no, this is Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, that's it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, I lose track. Ever Ultra ever. Beasts. <laughs> Ultra Beasts. Uh, I've heard of those in passing. Yes. I haven't. Uh, and you have to use special balls to catch them, and they're uh, totally they're they're technically not Pokemon because they're extra dimensional beings. You uh, can just capture fourth-dimensional beings in a ball? Yeah. No, 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 no. Extra-dimensional. Extra-dimensional. They might still be three-dimensional creatures. They're just the uh, inhabitants of an extra dimension. Yeah, one that's not ours. It's okay. like a pocket dimension that's still three-dimensional. That's still... You can just capture anything in Pokeballs. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Do you guys think that... Pokeballs and capsules from Capsule Corp are the same technology. <laughs> I was just about to say, I remember the, uh, it was the third game in the Game Boy Advanced, uh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z game. One of the most the, famous yeah. lines of all it time. It was the Boo game, where you had to fight Boo, and, uh, yeah. Gohan is in high school, and it just cuts to him finishing his class, and his teacher just goes, and that's why you should never store a capsule inside of a capsule. <laughs> and that <laughs> has been spread Everywhere across. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they kind of are, but apparently not because Pokemon can just shrink. They they can, but it might all be pin particles. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy's a hack. Well, I don't think <laughs> they've never tried sense. to. Have they ever tried to put a person in a capsule? Because I don't. I'm sure someone has. Same with trying to capture like they, the guy that made all the androids definitely tried that at least once. Oh, Jero, yeah, yeah. The, the head of the Red Ribbon Army. Yeah. yeah, he definitely gave that a shot. Capturing animals and people inside capsules. I mean, you so, can yeah. store literally anything. In That's them. what I'm saying. They're. So, <laughs> this is not Dragon Ball Z. This is Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Extra space Ultra Beasts were a thing. Um, uh, the that's that's the post game content for that. All one. right. Um, the first original gen to be released on the Switch was Sword and Shield, uh, which is still, as of recording right this second, technically the current gen. Yeah, you still haven't gotten your 
whatever, Rue, Violet, and uh, Scarlet and Violet Scarlet come and out in um, two days from when we're recording this. <laughs> He's waiting. Violet is the better one. Uh, yeah, obviously. I, I don't know anything about the actual Pokemon or, like, unique Pokemon based on the game variants, but... Violet. You, you choose between red and purple, fucking pick purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... But uh, this is a full 3D experience. Uh, it has a full wild area where it allows you to move the camera around, which is the first time you were able to do that in a Pokemon game. Like, full-on, like, 3D they're, camera movement. They're getting frisky now. Yeah, and uh, this was the first game to also have uh, proper Pokemon DLC. Right? There were, like, the, uh, the codes and stuff mm -hmm. for the old ones that would add special little sections or whatever, but this was full $30 DLC for an entire new section of map, a new section of game, additional Pokemon in the Pokedex. It's they, a full... I, did, I was they, gonna say, I assume you've played them. Yeah, I have I have a sword upstairs on my Switch. Are they actually worth it for a Pokemon DLC? Oh yeah, oh yeah, because the, the base game is a full game. It's a full Pokemon game. You've got everything you want out of a Pokemon with uh, post-game so content. And so the DLC adds, like, a proper region. It, it's extra. a okay. yeah, a proper it's extra like, area with full extra quests and their own yeah. their own legendary, like... The best post-game content since Gen 2, you might say? Yeah, abs <laughs> absolutely I would. Uh, going up the waterfall is it, eating Red's ass. Is it as good as the... Going back to Kanto, is it as full as that? Uh, you know, I would say that there is as much gameplay in it, without a doubt. Um, nothing's quite hit like that. Yeah. Nothing's ever that been... That was like having, having two games in yeah, one game. having a whole extra game to play yeah, I was again. Say, you have to admit, though, that's just them recycling the first game's content. As being like, but hey, they, they gave it to it us again. Yeah. I, if, they, uh, if they came out with a generation that was like, here's Travel. the latest generation, and here's Kanto, and yeah. here's Johto, and here, yeah, they yeah. just let it go on, and you just get to go to all of them, I, I would never... Play, I would never buy another game that wasn't Pokemon. <laughs> I would just play that forever. I feel like that's gonna be Pokemon in like fifteen years. Yeah, I want it. I want it now. And in fifteen years, it'll be an awesome VR game. Oh. <laughs> you can just live it. Yeah. Um, just go dog fighting. It'll be a VR game. It'll it'll just kill you when you die in the game. <laughs> We talked about that. Keenan, it's on the way. Keenan blacked out. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> is, is it back to blacked out or is it still whited out? It's whited out now. Okay. Yeah, they they changed it from blacked out. I'm assuming because of connotations. <laughs> I was. I don't understand. They're they're like the same thing, just from different issues. <laughs> yeah. You uh, hyperventilated yourself to unconsciousness because your Pokemon fainted. <laughs> And someone drug your ass to a pokey center and was like, fix him up. I just assume they have brain implants, so when they lose, they just get fucking shocked or something, and then they just get taken out. It's like, you lost. Get to the pokey center. <laughs> You're done, son. Uh, I do want to say for Sword and Shield that the, the story was pretty fun. Like, it's entertaining. Uh, there's a whole thing with, you know, the legendaries in that one. and Yeah. Mm -hmm. A whole big... That's good. 
kerfuffle. The, a good old-fashioned Pokemon storyline. Yeah, and... Uh, team Rocket's still prevalent, because no. we didn't go over back then. It switched eventually to Team Magma and Team Aqua, and, and then... Team 3, yeah. Yeah, and then there was Team Galaxy for uh, Gen 4. Um, I don't remember what Gen 5's was. Uh, or Some American gangsters. Team Galactic, it might have been. I was wrong about that. Um, but, yeah, then there's the... For Gen 6, there's... Team Plasma, I believe. Uh, and yes, I, Plasma is definitely one of them in one of the games. And, uh, yeah, for Sun and Moon, there was kind of a team like that, but not really. Not, <laughs> not really. They're just phasing out bad guys altogether. Yeah. No one can ever be as prolific as fucking Giovanni. And yeah, team Rocket. No, uh, they did do Team Rainbow Rocket. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they travel all over the world via the Rainbow Road. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it was all the leaders up to that point uh, led by Giovanni. Oh, they all banded together and still got their asses kicked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that was in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which I didn't get, unfortunately, because I, I quite frankly I, I know that there's extensions on the story and there's like little bug fixes and stuff like that when you get the refined version but also i just don't want to pay another 60 bucks for what is effectively the same game with a little more yeah, give just, me dlc yeah just lore fixes yeah yeah um the girl under the bridge and shit all the there's the ghost girl that you meet on the bridge. Yeah. Is it on a bridge? I thought you met the crazy ghost girl in like a building outside of an elevator. There are various crazy ghost girls. Once again, we're not going into lore on this one, but there's a ghost girl or a ghost thing in almost every generation. In fact, for Sword and Shield, there's a um, letter that you get from a girl, and then you go give it to an old man. And she was like, oh, it's my best friend. And then the letter looks old and worn, and you give it to the old man, and it's like, oh, my friend who's been gone for many years. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the fuck are they making me do? Yeah, so you're delivering letters for ghosts. Back in the day, it was just random shitty gravestones in Lavender Town. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gary, I'm sorry I killed your Eradicate. I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Hey, you don't know that. Someone else could have killed it. Yeah. It also could be that it's just not dead, and it was a weak Pokemon to trade out because Raticate's not very effective past level like 30 or 40. No, I mean, my personal headcanon is he ran... <laughs> I disagree. Into, he ran into Team Rocket, and then Arbok killed that thing. Ah, that's fun. I like that one. I mean, a snake eating a rat? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next game that came out was Legends Arceus. And, yeah, you said that the last one was technically the newest generation. Is this not, like... A canon or like new generation of Pokemon? It's so, both technically not canon and it takes place before. But it's also technically canon. Oh, is it now? In some way. Oh. Okay, so um, it's a near total departure of both story and gameplay. Uh, your character is sent hurtling back in time by the Poke God Arceus to capture and learn about the, all the Pokemon while teaching humans to work alongside them. So a shitty feel-good story in the middle of all these, uh, like, dogfighting battles. Uh, kinda. Um, so the th a rift in time and space opens in a, just a hole in the sky in what will become the Sinnoh region, which is Diamond and Pearl. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they also have that crazy, like... Sorry, this is also just random tangential connections mm-hmm. from what I've slightly read. Didn't they have, like, a crazy, like, multi-dimensional gun or something that opened up, like, different portals to different universes in one of the generations? That might have been how you got to the extra-dimensional space in Sun and Moon. I do not okay. remember. Um, but, yeah, so there's just a time hole that opens up. And no one knows why it opened up. Uh, you are The game opens with you creating your character as you're falling through time and space. And then Arceus talks to you. Arceus... I'm going to switch those. I'm just going to use them interchangeably. Um, I, I would say a hard C. Go back uh, to proper Latin. Arceus. Uh, um, yeah, uh, he gives you a like a phone, effectively, that acts as your Pokedex, or acts as your menu, anyway. Um, and he's just like, go catch all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why the fuck would a Pokemon tell you to go and catch all the other Pokemon? <laughs> I, I, it's presumably to show people that you can, because when you show up from your time hole to this town, not only are they scared of you for falling from a time hole, but they're also scared of Pokemon, just generally speaking. They don't really work alongside them. They're kind of just, like, trying to avoid the predators. That fucker's building an arc. What he's doing? He's like, "Give me all the Pokemon. I'm wiping everything out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that'd be a fun twist if mm-hmm. they did a, a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes place in the Hisui region, um, which is later renamed to Sinnoh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because different time frame. Yeah. Um, it's got no gyms and doesn't even really have that many trainers because people are scared of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You're teaching people how to. <coughs> catch Pokemon, how to interact with Pokemon in a way that's not scary. Like, throughout the game, you are take it takes place in, like, a village. Um, and in that village, you talk to people and you, like, show them a Pokemon and they'll, like, oh, cool, like, it's not that scary. Or, like, um, there's a farmer who's like, man, I could really use some help, like, with some heavy muscle, and you bring him a rock-type Pokemon who helps him out, and he's like, wow, Pokemon aren't so bad. That sort of thing, all the way throughout. You're effectively the, the shitty guy at the beginning of the Pokemon games that's like, here, I'll teach you how to catch a Rattata. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that. And, uh, uh, yeah, the story lear- revolves around learning... <coughs> Pokemon and settling the differences between the regional clans uh, while helping figure out what and why you're back in time <laughs> is the sentence I wrote. <laughs> the staunch difference between the story of this and the previous games without losing basic gameplay elements made it feel new without feeling alienating. Um, back in time because you jumped through that girl's time hole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it... Uh, all of the battling feels like battling, but it's all, like, real-time. And all the Pokemon are just out in the world. Uh, so is it kind of still, like, uh, I guess, to make a pseudo-analogy, the difference between, like, older Final Fantasy games to, like, Final Fantasy twelve, where it's still kind of, like, turn-based, but uh, real-time? Yes. Yes is the answer to that. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. Final Fantasy XII was much the same way. You ran around, all the creatures were walking around in real time on the map around you, and when you got within a certain proximity of them, 
it would activate battle. Yeah. But you were both still running on a turn-based like system. You had to wait a certain amount of time before you, had, you could you attack. Had an active time gauge that you could only do actions when that time gauge was effectively filled. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. There's no time gauge. It's just Pokemon combat and the real world encounter All style. Right. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. But beyond that, I you mean, can again Final Fantasy XII Kingdom Hearts. That's where that got innovated. <laughs> you can also um, sneak and catch Pokemon without battling. In this, like you can throw Pokeballs <laughs> at them. <laughs> Fuck you, you're mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they just sneak up from behind, and you got a better chance of getting them when they're asleep or from unaware of you. Envision that's how you would play the game. You just solid snake your yeah. way in there and just. Ta-da! <laughs> I mean, that's what I do in most games. Yeah. Um, and that uh, makes the Pokedex filling out a lot easier because this one also doesn't have, like, you just catch a Pokemon and it's in your Pokedex. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you have to catch a Pokemon, and then you have to either catch a certain amount of those Pokemon, or see it uh, perform certain moves, or defeat a certain number with a certain kind of move. Um, there are various things you can do to complete the Pokedex entry, but you have to get um, up to 10, I think, of the objectives done in the Pokedex before it uh, actually fills out the Pokedex entry, because you're the first one writing it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a, it's an older form of the Pokedex because you're thrown out of time, so you have to catalog all sorts of different information about their behaviors. Yeah, and uh, yeah, after you do enough of that, then it will, um, yeah, then it will show up as a registered Pokemon in your Pokedex. So um, this game is really a lot more about that. They did take out a lot of Pokemon for it as well. Um, there's signi- I think there's 242 total, uh, whereas in... The total Pokemon species at this point is uh, over 900. Yeah, but that I mean that's fine for a game like it is. Like you don't want to have an overwhelming amount of Pokemon to yeah. have yeah. to do ten objectives with each of them. And, and yeah, you know. it's also the first game in all of the generations, and I've only not played the one generation now. And it's the first game in all of those that I have actually caught every single Pokemon. No goddamn good for you then. Yeah, it's, yeah. I've so, never been able to do that in any Pokemon game because all the bullshit. Yeah, it made it a lot easier. This one made it a lot easier. There's no, there's no second edition. There's no Arceus Red and Blue. It's just mm-hmm. Arceus. It's just Arceus yeah. And or so Arceus. The, there's nothing you have to trade for or anything. It's all there in game, and you can get it as so long as you're patient. Um, you can you can get them all. And I suppose that is also another good thing about the older DS ones and the Switch ones, they actually have an online trading system rather than, yeah. oh, we have three, like, a Game Boy Color and two Game Boy Advances, let's try and, uh, and if you wanted to switch it from, like, the Gen 2 Color one to, like, a different era, you had to have the time capsule thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all, that's a whole shenanigans. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this, you just don't, you, you don't need any of that for this. And also with this one, you do have online trading and you can trade with friends and you can uh do random trades which is fun (laughs) like truly random like you just put up something and then you get whatever the fuck they give you yeah they're random with other people who are also doing random trades well i mean that's certainly like a fucking toss-up goddamn yeah (laughs) yeah so you could just i gave you a zubat (laughs) i got a machamp 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Who the fuck put him a champ in a random gym? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's um, that's Pokemon up to date as as is released now. Uh, apart from Scarlet and Violet, which, as I said, as a recording, come out in two days. And believe you me, he will be playing it uh, to completion within just a few days of it coming out. Absolutely, and I will. We he have. He will plans. be talking your ear off about it, uh, and yours as well. I've avoided having Pokemon episodes. For the last, what, two months now or so? Yeah, the uh, last and, couple uh, at least. It's back. That's that fucking bottle. That's right there. So, this is going to take place in the Paldea region. Um, Poly D region? Me? Like from the fucking New Jersey show? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's what he just said. <laughs> the Poly D region. Yeah. Down Paul by D, the Poly yeah. Shore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You go from the Poly D region to the Poly Shore. Yeah. Uh, the Poly Shore region I fully endorse. <laughs> but... I'm Pinocchio now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for real? Is that a real thing? Uh, I but yes, father. No, I know, I I know that it is. But like, if you I have not be a real boy, <laughs> if you have not heard that for real in your real life, please, I implore you, go look it up. Just Polly Shore Pinocchio. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So it's so bad. It's the know, worst voice acting ever. I don't know what's going on in cinema today. <laughs> we have three separate Pinocchio movies all being made right now, <laughs> and one of them has Polly Shore as Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Polly Shore can do anything he wants, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> like we're living in some kind of bio <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh these are the first installments of the ninth generation of pokemon nine generations boys we've been around for a while yeah tell me when it gets to 23 <laughs> <laughs> um they're set to follow the same basic gameplay of the previous games obviously um but they are also set to be open worlds where you can complete the 16 gyms in any order you like. And I don't know how that's going to work. I assume it's just going to be like things will level in the world along with you. Or the, the, the regions will still be level locked. So like you can go and do that, and as long as you're good enough at the game, you can beat people that are much higher level than you. But the gyms and stuff might be uh, locked to a certain level range. Oh, as in, like, a recommended level range? Yeah, like, you can potentially go and fight this level 30 gym over here, or you go down this other road and it's a level 50 gym. But, I mean, if you know how to play the game, you can go and take out the level 50 gym. Like that game I hate, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. (laughs) I'm still playing it. I'm sorry you never got to Atlantis. In addition to this, progression through the games will be up to th- up to the players, with three routes available to choose from. Path of Legends, Victory Road, and Starfall Street. And each route will cover a different storyline. Well, 
Victory Road sounds like it's for fucking losers. <laughs> oh. You got the Legends, and then you got the fucking Star one? Hell no. I'm not and then you got Victory Road. Victory, Victory Road, oh. It's okay, classic. That's the thing, it's I, supposed to appeal to the nostalgia. I know, but that sounds like the easiest route in the entire game. You got the Legends over here, you got the crazy Starfall shit over here. That's Victory Road. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take it, you'll win. It's Victory Road. <laughs> um... This is also going to introduce uh, co-op. Uh, I don't understand how that's so going to work. So it's going to be probably kind of like the team battles in the old games, but you can kind of team up with other people. Yeah, up to three players in in like the full adult, like actual game, not just in battles. Like. Huh. So it's almost like an MMO. Kinda. In some aspects. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's also going to do um, terrestrial, uh, which is going to give the Pokemon a crystallized appearance and a new type for while it's like that. It's going to be Mega Evolutions again, okay, but yeah. with crystallized. Terrestrial? Uh, yep. Introduce the terrestrial phenomenon, and no, they're going to be terrestrialized. Not terrestrialized. Sorry, when you say terrestrial, my brain immediately goes to terrestrial. <laughs> nope, terrestrial. Okay. Yep. <laughs> terrestrialized. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting word. Get them, boys. We're going to terrestrialize. Just one little fun fact about this one is uh, Toby Fox helped with the music. Oh, that's cool. Go Which, Toby Fox. Bravo. Really cool for that's him. That's the Undertale guy. Correct? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I thought that was a really neat little thing. Uh, Never played those games. Me either, but he did that all by himself. Got really fucking popular because they're really good, apparently, and the music, which I have heard, yes. is incredible. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad he got this kind of recognition and is getting to play a part in such a big series of games. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some playthroughs and stuff. They seem like fun games. A uh, bit of a hot take or maybe not hot take. Fans can come at me. I hate the fan base. That's why I don't play them. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that's just kind of a thing. If you've never seen Star Wars, I would not blame you for not watching. Like, <laughs> I have met Star Wars fans. They suck. I mean, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan, but at this point, I'm much more of a Star Trek fan, which gets you so much more hate. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it's like talking about we have to do. <laughs> we we have to do Star Wars versus Star Trek. Star I, Trek. I, I said I, it. I don't think we're gonna down. do a versus. It's not fair. Star Wars has lost recently. <laughs> Star Wars has always lost. Star Trek was first. It has a much more bigger catalog. It has much more diversity. Like, hell, it even had the first... Maybe this is going to be an episode. <laughs> yeah, I told you. First television As for Pokemon... <laughs> Star Wars wasn't on TV for a long time. As for Pokemon... <laughs> it's a movie. It's not on TV. It's shit. There's ten Star Trek movies before the reboot to the Kelvin universe. As for Pokemon... <laughs> I am really looking forward to Scarlet and Violet. I'm stoked about, like, the past 20 fucking years I've been playing Pokemon. 23 years I've been playing Pokemon. I mean... And Honestly, I've been playing for almost the same time, because I've been yeah. playing Pokemon since I was, like, four years old in the mm. year 2000. I've yeah. been playing Pokemon about the same time, amount of time as well. It, him yeah. a couple years before me, because I was too young at that point, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm thankful for all that time, and I, as, like, there's a lot of things that have really fallen off with time, and 
there have been some a couple of low points for Pokemon, but like it's one of the steadiest franchises that's ever been. It's killing it to this day. I am excited to play Scarlet and Violet, and I can't wait to talk about it. Hell yeah. I am interested about it, yeah. And I'm happy we finally have proper fucking purple color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With purple being my favorite color, this is one of the ones that I want to play the most. <laughs> uh, I was very excited about Leaf Green for that reason. Yeah. I played blue back in the day. Me too. I'm and there wasn't right. a green option. Yeah. Yeah, until, <laughs> until the remakes, yeah. Yeah. So, I saw my little leafy boy on the front. I was just like, yes. Uh, Again, I got to go Squirtle Gang, though. That's a shame. Chikorita and Sceptile were my first two picks for Gen 2 and 3, though. That's fair. They're red. I, I love the grass types. They just seem so... Uh, they don't have the diversity that other ones have. Like, Charizard can fly. Blastoise or Wartortle can swim and shit. Surf. Grass types can cut. I can get a fucking Rattata for free. Just throw one Pokeball and I can have it cut and I can release it. I don't want that shit in my party. A grass type can cut. <laughs> Charizard <No>. can cut. <laughs> Charmeleon can cut. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's that's Pokemon, and I think that's this bonus episode. Thanks for joining us on this little journey through the generations. Yeah. There will probably be a lore episode at some point. Cause there will definitely be a lore episode <laughs> at some point. There is much more to discuss. Yes. <laughs> there's so much lore. This it, was just this going just over a, the games. Yeah, this is a cursory glance. from. Consider like, this your value. Pokemon primer yeah. yes. for when we get into the lore. <laughs> this was a true neutral retrospective on the generations of Pokemon leading up to Scarlet and Violet. Yes. That's what this was technically and officially. Uh, yeah. Wait till I make them look over the entirety of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 